Cryptozoology is, by its very nature, elusive. Thus, we cannot say that we are exactly bringing you the facts. But we will do our best to help you see these mythical legends as we do. So sit back, relax, and wait. What's that behind you? <laughs> Never mind. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome back to Cryptids on Cryptids, a folklore podcast. Uh, I am your host, Martin. Hi, I'm Sid. I... Your other, other host. Your host? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, good start. And um, what are we talking about today, Sid? After so we that have fabulous intro. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to take that again? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Perfect. We're getting get, right into all right. it. We're getting right into it. Uh, we got the skunk ape this week, folks. He's got a lot of names uh, and a okay, lot okay, okay. of interesting things. First of all, it's called the Skunk Ape, which is great. I love that, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. We always talk about where it's from. But being a skunk and an ape... Okay, uh, well, fun fact, it's neither a skunk... Well, I mean, it's it's not a skunk. I suppose you could call it an ape, because it doesn't have a tail. But... Hmm, okay. It's, it's very intriguing. Uh, the reason it got the Skunk Ape name is specifically because it smells terrible. Just so bad. Smells like a skunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does he if, have like cologne options? Like, well, access, like three dollars. Okay, like three dollars. This is arguably worse, though. I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. It's true. Uh, that's true. Old Spice, then maybe. Old Spice slaps a little harder. I do use Old Spice deodorant, and I stand by this. Uh, Maybe I, some old spices, not even the deodorant, just some cool old spices. Like they just straight up strap a bag of peonies to this guy and they're like, absolutely, this is fine. Yeah, but like old peonies, like maybe some rosemary from the 13th century. Like aged peonies? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe some basil but from like eight months ago. I mean, I think that would just be just rotten basil. I think at that point you'd have sludge leaves. Uh, hmm. which certainly, certainly one approach. Uh, however, this is a swamp friend, so there's only so much you can do that isn't, like, removing him from the swamp. Ah. Yeah, yeah maybe move, <laughs> maybe move him. <laughs> maybe just move him. Take him out of the area in which he lives. Uh, he is a Florida, Florida, Georgia, Alabama boy. Uh, he's a southern. Oh, wow. Florida native. Is this where Florida, Florida man comes from? We're going to get to him. We're going to get to Florida Man? <laughs> We're going to get to Florida Man. We're going to get to oh, the Florida episode. Uh, who, every once in a while we do research, and I'm like, oh, the cryptid's really interesting. And then every once in a while you get like, I don't know if you've watched Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah. You know the people from Tiger King? Terrible, yeah. Okay, think of that, but with cryptids. Hmm. Every once in a while, you do just end up with a person that does kind of look like have that sort of energy. Not a bad person, absolutely not, but just that kind of 
a little bit feral. Like, they've devoted themselves so heavily to an animal that you kind of have to ask, are you okay? Like, when you see your college professor, and, like, yeah, sure, they know a lot about classics, but I'm 100% sure they do not know how to change a tire. Like, yes, there's only so far you can get into academia before you are just completely useless in society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have a professor that, um, he knows so much... He knows so much about literature. Um, yeah. But the man is off the fucking walls, dude. I feel like literature people do just be like that, though. Literature so. people do just be like that, though. Like, I am friends with a bunch of people who write all sorts of, like, wonderful art pieces and things like that. Like, poets, uh, serial fiction writers. I love them dearly. They are, like, my best friends. However, mm-hmm. some will just get calls from them at 3 a.m. and they're asking me, like, the logistics of how fall damage works in real life. And I'm like... How does fall damage work in real life? Um, I was like... More than 10 feet? Like, 10 feet and less, it's gonna hurt your knees. 15 feet? I'd say you you might be in breaking an ankle territory if you land wrong. 20 feet? You're definitely gonna hurt something a lot more than you want. Uh, 30, you're probably going to die. Yeah, and I'm just like, who let you, who let you out? Who let you out? What happened? (laughs) What happened? Stay, stay in your little book cove. Stay in your, go back to the library. Go back to your little book house. Stay there. Stay there. Or they'll be on the internet. Like, I don't consider myself a person who reads a lot of fan fiction. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I know it exists, you know, because I did go to middle school. Uh, and fan fiction is incredible as far as you can find anything you want. So I was mm-hmm. I was thing one day, and I came across a username that looked really familiar. Uh, and I started oh. reading, and I recognized the writing style, and I had to call one of my friends and ask them to their face, Hey, I think I found your AO3 account. Um, oh, no. What do you want me to do about that? <laughs> Leave, leave immediately, Sid, if you know what's I good for like, you. what do you want me to do about that? And they were like, oh, you can't find anything on my AO3 account. Spoiler alert, you can find what somebody's given kudos on, on their AO3 account. You can you, find a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, their most liked, like, pieces, I guess. Like, if somebody goes and reads a certain piece, you can find that. Um. Yes, you can. Don't, but you can uh, but we're talking about the skunk ape. Yes. What is is the skunk ape ape a scholar? Do you think? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, what is the skunk ape all about then? What's this guy look like? We know he's from the south. So he's he's a southern boy. He's a, an old fashioned southern boy. He's been there since the settler sort of period. Uh, oh wow! An settler. I I do mean like. The original, like, as tribes sort of moved into that area, there were records of this thing existing. Oh, uh, however, the descriptions don't necessarily vary, but they're, like, consistent in a very specific way. So basically, you get large, foul-smelling, ape-like creature, uh, bipedal in structure, seen mm-hmm. absolutely just booking it all the time. Like, full-on sprinting. Is he always sprinting? 
I guess, like, the main sightings are of this guy just hauling it. Which does... Hauling his ass. Just zooming. Absolute lad. Just booking it. But uh, I do mention this because we have to go through a quick rundown of all the names that this fellow's got. Um, okay, yes. So, you got the Swamp Ape, right? Swamp Ape. So not the Skunk Ape, the Swamp Ape. Swamp Just Ape. Just an ape in a swamp. Yeah. You got Florida Okay, Big... I think, hold on, before we should go through all these, I think we mm-hmm. should rate each one. Okay. Okay, all so right. Skunk Ape, already bad. I don't like the skunk part. <laughs> I don't like the eight part. Actually, I'm going to give it a eight out of ten because it fits very well. Eight out of ten? It smells bad, and it doesn't just say smells bad ape. I think smells bad ape would be ten out of ten. Okay. okay so, cool. Swamp Ape gets a... Gets a swamp you? Ape? He's just an ape in a swamp. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, now we're going to do Florida Bigfoot. Um... Florida Bigfoot, it's like Bigfoot, but in Florida, and we already know Bigfoot doesn't exist. Three out of ten. Okay. Uh, similar vein, Louisiana Bigfoot, which doesn't make any sense because there's no records of sightings in this thing in Louisiana, so. Uh, well, Louisiana is better than Florida. Four out of ten. All right. Uh, <laughs> you got the Swamp Squatch. Swamp Squatch. In general. Hmm. I like Swamp Squatch. The feel of it is good. But I still don't think it's a squatch. I do like the alliteration, though. 7 out of 10. All right. Uh, last one. Swamp Cabbage Man. Oh, man. That's so good. 10 out of 10. Swamp Cabbage Man. <laughs> Swamp Cabbage Man. Swamp Cabbage Man. Which... If you put cabbage in a swamp, it's gonna smell bad. That's just facts. The only thing I can think of when I read the word Swamp Cabbage Man is someone just lost coleslaw in the swamp and it didn't get <laughs> Yeah. Just... The smell of that makes me angry. Just like the very thought. It's not like... even like coleslaw. Because you don't get that ranch. You just get that humid leaf smell. The humid uh... rotting leaf smell. And I... No. <laughs> no. And that is very evocative. 10 out of 10. Swamp Cabbage Man. Swamp Cabbage Man. I like uh, that it's also not ape. I like that it is just the Swamp Cabbage Man. Yeah, which does imply that this is just some dude that the farmer's market <laughs> one time. Yeah, no, it really uh, gives me, like, you know, in Avatar, the guy who was always like, my cabbages. I yeah, he just got lost in a swamp. I was hoping you would. He just got lost in a swamp, I think, is, yeah. <laughs> is how yeah, that yeah, yeah. happened. Absolutely. So, to get into a little bit more specifics of this guy, now that we've gone through all the fun names that he has. Uh, mm-hmm. So, he's a little shorter than the Bigfoot, which uh, everyone knows does not exist, so it means largely nothing to us. Uh, so, we're yeah. looking at somewhere between, like, seven to, like, six to seven feet tall. Six to seven, okay. Yeah, with patches like an orangutan on the shoulders, where it's kind of got that like longer fur up on the up on the shoulders, okay. uh, and it's old rusty red color. So maybe it is an orangutan. Sort of, yeah. Uh, except it doesn't mention long arms. It just says this thing can absolutely haul it. <laughs> like that is mentioned a lot. I I would not bring this up. It's in like uh, I sent you. I sent you a quick rundown of, like, a few facts about this guy. Uh, 
did not mention, like, the frequency of which all of these is, like, like, you get a variety of articles, and each article kind of goes over a different aspect of this thing. All of them that this guy can just absolutely just bomb it. Just it's a- fucking <sighs> it. And, like, when I say bomb it, I'm not, like, like, you've seen a human run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what the estimated speed of this thing is? Um, can I, I guess? 22 miles an hour. Okay, I can't guess, but 22 miles an hour is faster than I could run. 22 miles not... an hour is, like, the speed of a car. In like 22, a... yeah, is, like, me driving through a neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> 22 is the speed of me driving through a neighborhood at the regular 25 before I see a speed limit sign for 15. <laughs> yeah. I just don't... I don't... I can't imagine anything going that fast. Like, it is... You turn the corner and you just make eye contact with this thing and it just runs you over. Just like, <laughs> it's just, like, already running you over. You're not winning that fight. Like... You're not. Well, just, it can run that fast, but it can, it. I don't know that it can move that fast. You know what I mean? Like, if he tries to dodge a left hook, is he going to dodge it at 22 miles an hour? You're not dodging anything at 22 miles an hour. Like, you are a mortal human being. <laughs> I'm, saying that, be I'm saying that, that he, he could run at me at 22 miles an hour, and that would be bad. But if I were to try and, like, punch him, would he be able to dodge me super fast? What I'm asking is this the Flash. I don't does know he do everything super dodge fast? it at 22 miles an hour, but the idea of a Matrix ape does intrigue me greatly. Yeah, I kind of like that this thing is like the Flash, but... He just... Oh my god, did you see Zootopia? Yes. You remember that sloth from the Flash. DM? It was Flash. Yeah. Same energy. Same energy. Interesting. Same energy. Is it because you think that Flash is stinky? It's because, no, I think it's just because, like, I picture, I just picture this guy sort of looking like an apish sort of sloshish kind of kind of creature and you come up and you're like oh like bigfoot doesn't move all that fast you know if bigfoot were to exist you don't reckon he would go that fast or like the yeti is not super fast they're not exactly known for their speed and then this guy comes out and you look at him and you're like oh it's just a big dumb guy and he just zooms like yeah i don't think emotionally i could recover from that yeah, I don't think I... If I was just, like, walking through the swamps, the swamp land, and mm-hmm. this thing just, like, zoomed by me... Okay, can we talk about how it's 22 miles an hour in a swamp, though? Yeah. Like, yeah. in a swamp, he runs, like, that fast. Which is crazy. That <laughs> does just kind of make me wonder if he's got, like, the swamp equivalent of snowshoes. Yeah, he's figured that out. He's figured out swamp technology, which I think is like the opposite of snowshoes, right? You like you want like stilts, maybe, kind of, but yeah. like not super tall. He could have those like running stilts. Have you seen those that are meant to be prosthetics that you? Oh can, yeah. Like... Yeah. He's out here zooming. 
Yeah, he's flying. That's a concept. Could be a guy on like a guy on stilts in a cape. That would make sense of why he's so tall. Yeah. He's just zooming. Zooming around with the... Zooming around. And he's got... Okay, do you think the like long hair on his shoulders flaps in the breeze while he runs? I hope so. One can <laughs> you can only hope, right? You think like, that would figure out and in, figure into his name? See, here's my thing. If he runs that fast, it's like the fur just becomes the speed lines. Like he just looks like a comic <laughs> the character. The fur just becomes the speed lines. Well, Run. hold on a second, Sid, because I have a theory to pitch to you. Absolutely. Okay, my theory is. Maybe it's not long hair on his shoulders that's flapping in the wind. Maybe mm. it's wings God damn flapping it. to propel him forward at an even greater speed. I am long-suffering. <laughs> I am long-suffering. <laughs> I am a victim to bird theory. Please raise your hand now if you've ever been personally victimized by bird theory. It's just you, Sid. <laughs> It's just me. I am the only one. I'm so sorry. Someday we'll get you, like, a bird theory support group. I was gonna say, I would, like, <laughs> if somebody wants to make me a bird theory support group t-shirt, I'll wear it. Bird theory I, support group, yeah. I'll that's wear our that, first, unironically. That's a our sticker, first merch. something, please. We'll, we'll get you a bird theory support group. For just $2 a day, you two can help Poor innocent podcast hosts victimized personally by bird theory. Uh, what you should do is, um, you should contact Sarah McLaughlin. Should tweet at her. Is she gonna like zoom in on my face doing the arms of the angels thing? In the arms of an angel. That's how it goes, right? And then you're gonna fly come away. And then you get triggered by the bird theory. <laughs> Yeah, like immediately, just a person with wings, they just start crying. Oh, man. I, Sarah McLaughlin commercials, man. I am a weak, I am weak sauce. I am a weak emotionally. So when it comes to like cute animals You're on TV, a week. I can do it. Like seven days? Yeah. Seven, seven whole days? Seven whole days. Of weak sauce? I don't think you I could am. live off seven whole days of weak sauce. I couldn't. I do prefer, like, actually spicy sauces, but... Yeah, for sure. That's important. I am a week. I'm seven whole days. Because <laughs> they play the ceremony <laughs> commercials on TV, and they show the, the sad puppies, and I just I just can't do it. I can't. It's... I, yeah. Please don't be sad, puppies. What can I do? What can I... Can I have them? Can I have the puppies? I'll make them. Ha I'll give them all the food and steak. And, uh, I don't know. What did dogs... Tennis balls? Just so many tennis, tennis balls. balls. Yeah. Mostly just food, though. Mostly food. That's what Mostly I do. Food. It's just so much food. Like... See, I run into the problem a lot where I don't think I could ever be, like, a super great parent. Mm-hmm. Because... As soon as any small creature looks at me with sad eyes, like, that's it. They get whatever yeah, they... you just kind of... It's... 
that's that's my thing is my dog has figured out that I'm the weak one in the family. And so yeah. every time that um my dog wants something, they go to me and they're like, "Hey, I want food or I would like to go outside, please." And they just I'm like, oh, "Not right now. I'm in the middle of uh clowning on some noobs in Overwatch." And my dog's like, "But please." And then I'm like, "Okay, I guess. Let's go." And then I get uh Deep ranked in SR because I left the game to go let my dog out. It's a true story. A travesty. It was. <laughs> From a dog. What like, was that? You made his little dog day. Yeah. I I did. That's what's important. Is my dog having a good day? It is. Dogs having a good day is 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 the most important thing. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, but you think about these cryptids out wondering. in the woods, and, like, they don't have anybody to make them happy. Like, yeah, she, that's what I was going to ask. Does Skunk Ape have anyone trying to make his day? Oh, my God, I'm so glad you asked. Oh, yeah? Y'all ready to hear about Dave Sheely? No. This motherfucker in Florida? Okay, actually, yeah, do tell me. Do tell me everything. All right. I need to know Let's about Let's go. Dave. Okay, so Dave I'm really wait on the sightings. But we have okay. to mention Sheely because this man is the first uh, first recorded like publicized sighting of the Swamp Ape in 1974. Mm. Uh, so picture this, all right? Go go okay, with I'm me. Picturing. Okay, close your eyes. Think about this. You are 10 years old. You live in Florida. It's the 1970s. Uh, big hair and tie-dye, I think, and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> 1970s, yeah? Okay. Lots of weed, some LSD. Yeah. Big hair, tie-dye, all those things. Rock was starting to be a thing, and there was a lot of also racist rock. Which is, ah. Which is... Which is par for the course, I guess. Not cool. But... You picture that. Picture... Picture... You're in that... You're in that space. You're in that zone. I live yeah. It's, it's hot as fuck all the time. It's awful. God, it's so bad. I need to leave. I need to get out of here. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You, you live uh, close to the Big Cypress National Preserve. Big, big, like, swampish area sort of thing. Oh, cool. So it's even worse because there's a big swamp there. Mm-hmm. You're it's hot, years- stinky swamp. I'm 10 years old. Actually, I mm-hmm. want to go in there so bad now. Hold on. <laughs> You're 10 years old. You are... Just kind of sitting. You're about to go explore in your backyard. Your big brother's with you. You think you're going to go yeah. do cool right? You're going to go and explore that swamp? Yeah, my big brother. He's so big. Yeah. We're going to explore this swamp. What do I see? You kind of look out over the swamp with your big brother. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole ass seven foot tall lad just zooming. Zooming? Like just running. Zooming. He books it out of the swamp. He makes like direct eye contact with you and then just turns around and just hauls it out of there. Direct eye contact. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if humans work by duck rules, but I think that makes the Swamp Ape his mother now. That's a good point. It's a great I, point. I don't... <laughs> so, you're ten. You've just had this experience with your older brother. Yeah. Uh, it's your first brush with the supernatural. What do you do now? Um, 
probably tell my brother and then pick up a stick and go chase after it. Uh, no. I mean, no? but you decide that you're going to dedicate your whole life to this thing. And you're going to find it, no matter the cost. If someone told me, like, oh no, that thing isn't real, I think I would have enough spite to go and dedicate my whole life to it. Hell, I'm doing a podcast on things that people say aren't real. Because fuck it, dude. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. That's my point. Just just imagine that you you are 10 years old, you have this first brush with the supernatural, uh, you go home, and you like have a supervillain-esque moment with a cork board and red string like tying the pieces together for this thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just decide that, yeah, I'm going to keep going into the swamp until I find it. And you do that, and you see it three more times. Three more times? Three more times. Chili, man. And then, this isn't quite enough for you, so you decide that you want other people to be just as hype about this thing as you are. Uh, so do you know what you do? Start a band. No. Nope. You need an entire field guide. Yeah, that uh, makes more sense than the band thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what would you call your Swamp Cabbage Band band? What would you call that? The Swamp Cabbage Band. That's so good. Swamp Cabbage Band. That really does just sound like an indie band, doesn't it? Damn. Uh, skunk, skunk Ape, the field guide, the band. The show. Skunk, the band. <laughs> the show. Absolutely. Absolutely, you do that. <laughs> skunk Ape, the band, the show. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I guarantee absolutely no one's going to get that reference. Not a single person watching this, except for one, and I know exactly who it is. Well, not a single person watching this, because this is an audio medium. You, we all understood. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's this thing where it's like, there's this thing where it's like, um, God, I don't even remember what band it is, but it's like a TV show about the band, and it's called The Band the show it's like queen the band the show or something like that but it's not about oh wow i don't remember who it is but it's a great name for anything honestly that does sound like that sounds like you just choose to stack medium on top of yeah exactly (laughs) just like at that point you're just playing like media jenga you just want to see how many of them you can tower up before the whole thing falls over this is skunk ape the band the show the the card game you know. Yeah. This is Skunk Ape, the band of the show, the card game, uh, Broadway production. You want you want me to stack this with what this guy actually did? Yes, the field guide. Okay, so here we go. Skunk Ape, the field guide. Uh, Skunk Ape, the field guide, the TV appearances. Uh, Skunk Ape, the field guide, the TV appearances, the investigations. Uh... Skunk Ape, the field guide, the TV appearances, the investigation, the research headquarters. The research headquarters? Uh, Skunk Hold Ape, on. the TV appearances, the reported sightings, the research headquarters, the literal fights with biologists. <laughs> okay. And I think that okay. covers it. Okay. Okay. 
Hold on. Let's I need to back up. Let's I need unpack. to back up. Um, because first this guy made a field guide. Understandable. You do a TV show to like boost the ratings of your book or whatever. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you establish a headquarters. Now, I love yes. this. I love this. Because first of all, it's a headquarters. It makes everything more official. That's just a mm-hmm. fact. Second of all, when he gets into the literal fights with biologists, now he has a WWE ring. Now, <laughs> I am, without knowing the full context of this man, 90% sure that the reason that he made a headquarters was that he could say, like, oh, we got this research from headquarters. And then the biologist would be like, that doesn't fucking mean anything. And then he would throw hands. See, Am I right? Kind of. Kind of. Okay, I'll take it. Kind of. Because I'm going to have you follow me into this new cool direction. Uh, yeah. He's like Batman, but for skunk apes. <laughs> Batman, but for skunk apes. Because, hmm. you know, he built the research headquarters in his backyard. Like, it is just on his property. <laughs> it's like, it's like, welcome to the skunk ape headquarters. And it's like a shed in his backyard That's, that he yeah. built with his own hands. It's like put together barely. The like door falls off when he goes to open it. It's like one of those uh, put-together sheds that you, like, drive up to in Anderson's, and you see the them out front, you can buy them for, like, 500 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. They give you a kit. They'll just give you the whole ass shed if you want. Yeah, he's got that. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Gravity Falls before. Uh, if you're familiar with the mystery hack, uh, mystery shack, same energy. Like, he sells Skunk Ape t-shirts. There are copies of the Skunk Ape field guide, which you too can own for four ninety nine. Uh, four ninety nine. Wait, I'm buying that right now. Hold on. Yeah, four ninety nine. Uh, four ninety nine. What a deal. Technically four ninety five at the gift shop. Hmm. Get a little bit of a discount. That's worth traveling to wherever the fuck. Florida. Actually, Florida. no. Definitely not Florida. worth traveling to Florida. Don't go to Florida for that. Florida. Yeah. Uh. So he makes like active uh like trips into the swamp. Uh, he makes field guides, he goes for track preservation, he, like, fills them with plaster and then takes them back to his Skunk Ape Research Headquarters. Uh, we're just gonna call it Skunk HQ, if you will. Uh, we could also call it Swamp Cabbage HQ. Up to you. Wow. Hold on. I found his website. You found his website? Oh my god, it's a gold It's host. It's hosted... By someone else, mm-hmm. but I found his the Everglades Skunk Ape Research Field Guide, and it's a hand-drawn image. I bet he drew it this week. What was that? Is that the tweet for this week? <laughs> the image that he did? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that out right now. That's so important. Alligators yeah. and snakes and ice cream. But not... Oh, my God. But not the skunk ape. <laughs> oh, I found it. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it's great. I definitely uh, 
suggest you go um, find his <laughs> his website. It's open book. nine to five, seven days a week, closed on holidays. There's camping. You can camp. At you the can store. camp there, Sid. 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 Yeah. We have yeah. to camp there. Oh we have to. God. We have to at some point. At some point. Oh my god. We have. There's a zoo. Oh and my god. We're on a skunk ape tour. Oh my god. That's a man holding a very large fish. I understand nothing about the skunk ape. Where's the bit where we get to go into the woods and see the skunk ape? Yeah, please do that. I want to see it right now. They have a skunk ape headquarters sticker with the skunk ape on it that just says social distancing champion. Oh, that's amazing. If you think about and it, also all the cryptids a are plunger. Champions. Oh man. Plunger. And this is so good. Please go to our go to our Twitter, um, which is at OnCryptids, and go like search this thing up. I'm gonna tweet out the picture of this and I'm gonna tweet out the link to his website because this is so important. It's all right. a gold mine. It's this so is, important. This is incredible. This is so good. I'm enjoying this immensely. <laughs> his website but didn't like super super go into it it's because uh, i was <laughs> with the smithsonian articles written about this man and his skunk ape nonsense they're smithsonian articles God. yeah we haven't even gotten to the bit where he like gets in fights with biologists <laughs> we're still interesting wait i want to hear about these i want to hear about these fights so, okay, the first thing you need to know is this man calls himself the Jane Goodall of Skunk Apes, which... The Jane <laughs> Goodall of Skunk Apes. Yes. Oh my god. So, pause for a moment. Let's think about that. Let's play in this space. Okay. What the fuck? Did he go live amongst them? Did Where he? Did I'm... I'm worried about this man because it seems like he just, like, walked into the woods and stayed, like, into the fucking swamp for a while. Like, is he okay? I, I wonder. Because this does just kind of sound like a swamp-based fever dream. That he's just out there vibing in the it woods. It does. Like, instead of being raised by wolves, he was raised by skunk apes. <laughs> Ever since he was ten. Yeah, they stole his brother and they took him into the woods and trained him like a goddamn ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> a skunk ape killed his parents and he decided he had to become Swamp Cabbage Batman. Like... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Because then, so he calls himself the Jane Goodall of skunk apes. He is very, very adamant that he is the leading expert on skunk apes. He's had the most sightings. He has been on TV for this. Uh, he was on an episode of Finding Bigfoot from Animal Planet. Um, That's key. And then, sorry? That's key. That's great. Yeah, he was on Finding Bigfoot for Animal Planet. Uh, and then the producers were like, we are not going to go into the swamp with our camera equipment to see this skunk ape. And he's like, no, guys, really, you really should. 
And then they were like, can you fake it in your backyard and have, like, a theoretical sighting there? And he's like, no, come into the swamp with me. And it was apparently a whole logistical nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on. Come on down into Dave Sheely's swamp. We got t-shirts. He looks exactly like you think he would. He looks exactly like you think he does. Like, imagine a guy who has spent their entire life um, hunting Bigfoot. And calls himself Jane Goodall, but a man, and for a cryptozoological creature. And, yeah, just take his hair away, and that's him. That's him. God. He looks exactly like you think he does. Just incredible. So, then we get into the point where actual biologists come up to him, and they're like, Hey, uh, we don't think this thing exists. And he's like, No. Let me tell you what I found. And he that that's that's one of the reasons the field guide exists. Because he put it together and he's like, I understand more about this than you ever will. Um you don't love him like I do. Like that that inner <laughs> You don't like, love my son like I do. <laughs> like that energy, but for the existence of a thing. Like <laughs> the existence of a swamp ape. Either it does or it doesn't. A stinky cabbage man. Fuck. Like, oh my god. He says the smell of the skunk ape is specifically like a wet dog and a skunk mixed together. And that every time you see this thing, it just absolutely bolts. <laughs> and the biologists are like, hey, uh, we really don't think a creature that's seven feet tall could move at 22 miles an hour. And he's like, again, you don't know him like I do. This is just <laughs> sometimes. You don't know him like I do. Okay. Like, also, also, oh my god, a wet dog and a skunk. I'm pretty sure a wet dog and a wet skunk just smell the same. <laughs> like, why not I just say no a wet I have no idea skunk? what a skunk smells like. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because you are, have, like, scent blindness. Yeah, uh, fun fact, we've mentioned this before on the show, my nose doesn't work too good, which means uh, skunk smells and any skunk-related smells, uh, such as, I'm pretty sure cannabis fits in that, I don't smell it. I have no idea what it smells like. Uh, I thought skunk scent was a meme uh, until very recently when I was driving with some friends and they were like, ew, a skunk. And I was like, you don't have to make that joke anymore. I understand that skunks don't smell. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god I was convinced it was nothing more than like an elaborate joke that skunks smelled bad just just a joke like my my friend's dog got sprayed and I had no idea my dog got sprayed and then my dog hated the smell of it and was so Mm -hmm. like upset about getting sprayed and then next time she saw a skunk, she just ran headfirst into it and, uh, yeah, got sprayed again. Oh my god. And you're like, you learned nothing. You were the dumbest dog. She's doing her best. She's, she's trying so hard. But she's so dumb. I love my dog. She's great. Sounds so good. Your dog is a good dog. She's smart. Yes. And has no street smarts. 
She's smart sometimes. She knows how to open doors. But here's the thing about that. She's an asshole, and if she doesn't have to open the door, she will make you do it. So, let me get this straight. Let me let me recap the things we've learned about your dog this episode. Uh, she's identified you as the weakest member of your family, and that she can manipulate you to get the things she wants. She can open doors. Uh, she will not learn that if a thing makes a smell that she doesn't like, not to fuck with it. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, she, like, she, she's not manipulating me. She just knows that I'm going to, like, actually respond if she needs something. Because when I'm home, my dad's like, ah, yes, no responsibility. And all he does is feed her in the morning, and then the rest is up to me. <laughs> ah. Like, walking the dog, uh, you know, uh, cleaning up stuff, and, and just, like, everything. All that, that's that's me. So she just knows that when I'm home... If you need something, go to Marty. Yeah. Um, which she's, she's like, pieced this together. That my dad is like, ah, yes, no responsibility time. Um, she also has um, figured out that she can jump the fence um, to get uh, upstairs when we fence her off. Mm -hmm. um, she only does this when we're not home because she knows that if we see her jumping over it, we will get mad at her. But she doesn't, she can't realize somehow that we know that she's jumped the fence because the fence is still up, but she's upstairs, right? <laughs> like, she hasn't figured that we can figure that out. <laughs> she's like, if you don't see me do it legally, there are no consequences. Yeah, yeah, legally, none. I have decided that your dog is a trickster god. Yeah. That's that's big trickster god energy. That's you. My can't... dog is very is very smart, but also at the same time so dumb. She's doing her best. She is. She's she's great. Um, also doing their best to convince the world that the skunk ape exists is Dave Sheely. I want to hear about how this man threw hands with a biologist. So he didn't physically fight a biologist, okay. but at like flame wars. I didn't know people in academia, like, I'm, okay, I go to college, I deal with a lot of, like, academic research papers, I'm in a field that has a lot of those, you know? Uh-huh. So, the biologist will publish a thing, and they're like, the skunk ape doesn't exist, and then Dave Sheely will publish, like, a field guide and be like, no, fuck you, the swamp ape does exist, and the biologist will go up to him, and they're like, please stop telling people this thing exists, it's not real, like, don't, stop, please. And he's like, it goes 22 miles an hour. And they're like, no. It does not. Hmm. And then he's like, well, I'm going to get an interview. He, like, made such a ruckus about this thing that, like, the Smithsonian people came out and they're like, we've got to talk to this guy. <laughs> we got to tell him. We got to tell him he's wrong. And they do. They go and talk to him. All right. They're like, I want you to dive in depth on this because I need to go grab my charger. Oh, I'll be right back. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, hey, hey, we'd like an interview with you, Mr. Shealy. Uh, if you could tell us how you like experienced the skunk ape for the first time. And we kind of went over his experience earlier. Uh, imagine you're 10 and this is just how this is. Uh, he's now 50 years old and the entire 50 years... He's just relentlessly pursued these skunk eggs, and he explained this to the Smithsonian people. And he's like, I am the expert 
the state and county expert on like Florida skunk apes. I've been that for years. He has multiple videos encounters. He has multiple photo like evidence of this creature. He has like a time, like a series of months that's like the best to go out and hunt skunk apes because the swamp is uh, the swamp is less swampy. I guess there's like a dry season, but he's like explaining to the Smithsonian people all of this stuff. And then there's a cutaway midway through the article where they talk to biologists who just sound so tired. It's hilarious. Because uh, they're like, if the skunk ape did exist, um, we would have seen, like, a body or bones or something. Anything other than, like, evidence that you have, which is, like, photos. Anything other photos than a things. 10-year-old. Yeah. I'm back. Hello. Uh, and then he explains that there's no way... The skunk ape, he's like, here's, okay, I'm so sorry, I'm a little confused. No, this is just so batshit. His best explanation on why biologists don't know and, like, won't believe the skunk ape exists is because the swamp decomposes things so fast, it's possible that all of these things have, like, died with, like, no one noticing. That seems implausible. Okay, if I did just, like, run dies, to get my charger, so I'm a little out of breath. It's all good. Um, if a skunk ape dies in the forest and no biologist sees the body, does it or does <laughs> it exist? If you shoot a skunk ape in the swamp and it falls over, uh, is it decomposed before it hits the ground? And the answer, according to Dave Shealy, is yes. Yeah. He's, he basically, a direct quote from the Smithsonian article is... Uh, he responds that things decompose quickly in the swamp, and at 2.2 million acres, it's the largest area of protected land east of the Mississippi. Uh, most of it rarely visited, so he argues that a handful of reclusive animals could live in it essentially unnoticed and leave virtually no evidence of their entire existence. Yeah, I don't think that's... Hmm. See, I feel like... I'm gonna say that you're wrong about this one. Cause I'm like, weird bugs could exist, cause bugs are tiny and nobody really pays attention, but I feel like a seven foot tall zoom in lad is gonna cause a little bit of a ruckus. Yeah, it, I mean, you would notice, right? Right? Like, you and would notice. People notice. have noticed. You wanna get into sightings? Yes. I do want to get into sightings. I do, I do want to say one more thing on Dave Shealy. Um, Absolutely. Because as much as I love that he is this absolute nut for the skunk ape, uh, seeing it when you were 10 does not actually qualify you <laughs> to talk on it in any scientific field. Not at all. Like, <laughs> people bring him sightings, and then he goes and investigates them. Like, he's made an effort to track this thing in, like, a fairly legitimate way. It's very impressive. I just... It's a... It's just a... That's just a big lad going so fast. So fast. And you you would notice, right? You okay. would. Speaking so, of sightings, I just saw mm -hmm. what this thing looks like on its Wikipedia page. Yeah. Which is so amazing. He's Holy the left... Fuck. He's an absolute unit of a lad. I love the way he looks on his Wikipedia page. I okay, I'm tweeting this one out too because this is even more important, arguably, than the last one. 
I love the skunky uh, research field guide photo that you have posted to the twitter.com. <laughs> yeah, the field guide photo looks like it was hand-drawn by Dave um, when he was 10, when he first saw it. Um, Good lord. But this, this thing looks like it was drawn by a person who was who's never seen this creature but it was very very poorly described to them by someone with an like not a full grasp of the language that they were describing it in that's what this wikipedia image looks like incredible his Inc face is so round <laughs> he looks like et but if he had hair and was super beefy, but mostly on his legs, he's thick as fuck. <laughs> oh he's thick as fuck. God, his forearms so are longer than his upper arm, which is fucking nuts. You better tweet this photo. Tweet <laughs> this photo right now, you coward. I want to see this shit. It's so good. Oh my god. I, okay, but we are sort of nearing a bit of a thing, so I'm going to hit these sightings real quick. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely hit these sightings. I want to know all about um, who has seen this. I just wanted to mention that this was my sighting. It was this Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, oh, my God. It's so... Oh, my God. He looks like a character from the Lorax. He does. He, he looks like the Lorax and E.T. were fused. Oh, my God. That's, that's incredible. It is. It's... It's like that. Why is he like that? Okay. But we are going to get into the sightings because these now seem a whole lot more traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, Who saw that the... in the woods? These are these are black and white drawings. The actual skunk ape itself is supposed to have, like, bright red hair. Like Okay. I'm going to go into Photoshop and I'm going to edit it with some bright red hair. And I'm going to tweet Good. It. So, first, first sighting. Uh... uh that we have, like, so we have uh, Dave Sheely, who had his first sighting in 1947, which is, like, the first publicized sighting. But the first, like, recorded, recorded sighting is a pair of hunters who had their camp invaded in 1957 by this thing. Like, it ran, sprinted into their camp, knocked their tent over, took their stuff, and just bolted. <laughs> it took their stuff? Yeah, it stole their food and ran. That's amazing. Like, just an absolute zooming bear. Like, imagine that. You're in a swamp. You're just with your buddy. It's 1957. Like, you're tired. This sucks. Everything this sucks. This fucking Teletubby-ass motherfucker runs in, grabs all your food, and sprints out at over 20 miles an hour. What do you do? You don't. You just don't. You leave. You just back up and you, you leave. leave at that point. So that's 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 a big one. Uh, okay. The second sighting that I'm going to mention, I'm just going to gloss over it a little bit. Is so usually when we get a sighting, it's like you know, uh, two people. You know, sometimes a group of four when you get like a couple people in a car. You know. Yeah. Uh, people are in this uh, other sighting. I'm going to mention. Um, I'm not going to look at the notes, uh, and I'm going to guess. Six, maybe ten. Thirty to forty people, like a whole ass tour group. Oh, that seems like many. A, yeah, 
How it does... seems like many more than anything else we've ever covered, actually. Yeah, it is. This is the biggest sighting group we've had. It was a sighting in 1997 for a seven-foot-tall red-haired ape. Uh, they were going on, like, a swamp tour, and this thing booked it out of the woods, looked at them, saw them, and then ran. And, like, everybody gives a recording of this sighting. Like, this was a thing that all of these people did see. And do you know what the response was? This terrible traumatic sighting that happened? I, I don't. So, this is how I know we're human. Um... They baited the area with lima beans to see if they could catch this thing with a massive net. <laughs> with lima beans? God, yeah, it does look like, like something that would eat lima beans, huh? It's an, they're, they're convinced it's an omnivore because it's an ape. So they're like, okay, so we'll bait the area with lima beans and see if this thing is going to come out and take the bait. <laughs> That's what? such a, like, wild thing. Like, specifically <laughs> lima beans. Like, uh... Like, there's two options to how they came to the conclusion of lima beans. And one is they saw this Elmo-ass motherfucker, and they were like, that fucker eats lima beans. That guy, he eats lima beans. Because he just looks like that TM. Um, yeah. He looks like the kind of guy who would eat a raw lima bean. That's just a fact. Just two, the other option is they just had... Buckets of lima beans just sitting around, and they're like, fuck, what do we do with all these goddamn lima beans? And they're like, well, we saw a big orange monkey in the woods. And they're like, fuck yeah, let's give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And they had like a net. Like, it wasn't like a trap thing where they put like a stick on a box and they just hope that he gets the lima beans and they pull the stick out. No, they were like, they threw a bunch of lima beans on the ground and they waited in a bush with a net. Like, <laughs> If you don't get that dude on the first try, you are toe-to-toe with an ape that can zoom at 22 miles an hour. That's your plan. That's your plan. <laughs> That's your plan. That's the bed That's theory that you decided you want to lie in. That is also, like, such a weird, like, comically bad, like, comically bad, comedically bad plan. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Throw a net over, like... I don't know if you've... It's like pretty much you just throw a blanket with some extra holes in it, right? Like, it's super easy to get out of a net if you just throw it over someone. Like, if it's not weighted or anything. Like, <laughs> it's just like yeah. an inconvenient blanket. I'm gonna level with you completely here. I... This sounds like these people have never watched a cartoon. Like, anybody who has seen a cartoon before can tell you exactly where this is going. These people just haven't seen a cartoon... Which is why they didn't bolt from the fucking seven-foot-tall orangutan that's just zooming around the swamp. But, yeah. I think I think that just about covers it for the is skunk that, ape. Is that all we got on the skunk ape? It's too bad, because I, I, as as I've fallen I in love with this guy over the course of this episode. I could do without Dan Sheely right? tagging along... Um, being an awkward third wheel on this date, but oh, man, dear. I'm a big fan of the skunk ape. Um, Marty. Yep. Yes. I think my Discord is crashing. Um, yeah. Because my you sound okay is now. Dying. Yeah, 
Do you want to see if we can wrap this up really quick? Yeah, I think that that, that might be... I, as I said, I'm a big fan of this skunk man. And I am going to... Um, say that if you would like to hear more about the skunk ape or other cryptids, you can follow us on Twitter at OnCryptids. Um, we also do a Twitch stream every week um, from 8 to 8.30 now, actually. We've changed it up. 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. every week on Thursdays. So you can hop by to chat with us, to ask some follow-up questions about the episode, or just to hang out. Uh, we play Minecraft, and it's a lot of fun. Um, now, we, we really don't enjoy. stream on a Cryptids on Cryptids channel. We stream on the channel that's uh, tied to our company, which is the Midcast. Uh, yes. The Minecraft stream is on Thursdays, 8.30 to 10.30. Uh, now, you do a stream on Saturdays, don't you? I am still figuring out a place to put that stream. Um, I tried to do it last week, but it really was in the way of a lot of my other scheduling stuff. So I may end up having to um, move that to a different time um, as I work through my schedule with school starting and, you know, everything going on. So, um, yeah, I will keep you guys posted on our Twitter about that stream. Um, but other than that, uh, we... Always look forward to seeing you guys on Thursday. Uh, we love seeing you guys on Twitter, and we are so happy that you guys are um, liking and sharing these episodes, and it's it's honestly um, something we look forward to doing every week. Um, so thank you for following. Um, thank you for sharing. And, and we thank you guys for your support. We'll, we'll see, see you all in the woods. woods. All right. Thank you.